Faith is an interesting thing. See, on one hand, it's a, a community endeavor where people come together with, a sh with shared beliefs, with shared hopes, shared purposes, even shared rituals. But on the other hand, it is a deeply personal choice and experience. That's especially true when it comes to following Jesus. See, every Jesus follower follows the same Jesus, uses mainly the same scriptures, but each of them have their own relationship, their own reason for following Jesus. And each has their, their own experiences, their own stories, their own challenges, and their own questions. But why would someone in 2022 still believe that an ancient Jewish rabbi from 2,000 years ago was actually God? Like, is that just blind faith or is there more to it? What does it mean to believe? And does it actually make any difference in our real lives now? So what's it like to follow Jesus today? And is it even worth it? See, these are important questions to explore, not just philosophically, but through real, personal experience. So, let's talk about it, together. When Christianity was still a new fringe belief and there was no the Bible for people to read and, and learn about Christianity, the Apostle Peter knew that for someone to understand who Jesus is and, and what following him meant, it would take someone else personally explaining it to them. And so he encouraged ancient Jesus followers by writing, if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. And not simply know facts about Jesus or be able to argue and debate philosophically about the trueness of Christianity, but to explain and share from their own experience. And so what we wanted to do is give those of you who are exploring Christianity some personal experiences of what it's like to follow Jesus today, to give you a chance to, to safely explore and listen with an open mind. And for those of you who are Jesus followers, we wanted to give you encouragement and, and stories about what Jesus has done in real people's lives today and give you examples of how you might be able to share your story and your experience. Because as we say at Cross Creek, if you've experienced it, you can share it. And so I thought we could talk to somebody who's pretty important to me, my dad. Ken Silva. So, Dad, as we talk about what it means to follow Jesus today, mm. tell us kind of about, about yourself. Who are you? How would you describe yourself? Uh, well, when I really think about it, I have to start with I'm a Jesus follower. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm the husband of Diane. I'm the father of you, Mick, and John. Or who, what's his name? <laughs> no, we don't care. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> we, used to, we used to, when we get angry, we'd say, Mick, John, Dan. Annie, whoever you are. <laughs> anyway, yep, I'm still doing it. So, and, uh, but basically, I'm a Jesus follower, really. Awesome. Um, so, if you're a Jesus follower, who, how would you say, who, how would you answer this question? Hmm. Who is Jesus to you? Um, well, he's more than a historical figure. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of religions that follow a historical figure, a founder or something. He's more than just the founder of Christianity. He's actually God, the creator of the universe. Mm -hmm. He's God, my savior, and he's um, God, my leader. And, uh, you know, I've seen these bumper stickers, you know, Jesus is my co-pilot. You kind of go, oh, that's kind of cool. No, wait a minute. <laughs> that's the problem. Mm. You know, I want him to be my pilot, not just my co-pilot. So would you say 
that's how you would kind of define following Jesus? Yeah, well, I would add a little bit more than that. It's not just, it's not just imitating him. It's not just trying to be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's actually uh, following Jesus is actually acknowledging that Christ is in us, really, literally in us, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then submitting to his lead. Okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. Good intro to kind of how you view Jesus and following Jesus. Yeah. So um, you're older mm-hmm. than me, and maybe some of our viewers. Yeah, probably a lot. How long? <laughs> how long would you say you've been following Jesus? Well, since '69. So what would that don't be? Don't have to do math on camera. I don't have to do math. math but on since camera. 1969, pressure. Summer of '69. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, how did you come to believe in Jesus or begin following Jesus? What's the story there? Uh, well, um, you know, I was raised in a pretty formal religion and kind of rejected rejected the formalism and hypocrisy that I saw and all that. Just trying to find out whether God was really real or not. Mm-hmm. It's not that I didn't believe in God. It was just religion was giving me a hiccup, you know, a problem. But uh, my best, when my best friend was killed in Vietnam, Rod, as you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, it got me soul searching, asking God, do you really exist and so on. And I remember one uh, day uh, I was at college and my roommates had left for the weekend. I stayed f- there by myself and I went out and sat under a tree and was just uh, grieving, you mm-hmm. know, and asking God those ultimate questions. God, do you really exist and why does war happen, all that sort of thing, you know. And I looked up the tree and I saw the leaves rustling in the tree. And, um, and I th- thought, you know what? I don't see God, but I see the results of him in the world. I mean, this world just didn't happen just by itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it had, someone had to create it. It had to start somewhere. And so I believed that part of it. And then I just started writing down on my yellow pad. And I wrote something like, um, um, I do not see you. You're like the breeze. You gently beckon through the leaves. You're a poet. Yeah, I was a poet. I mean, it started, it came out. Um, the cause is hidden. The effect is clear. In what you do, I know you're near. Hmm. And so then I went back to my dorm room and I, I took the Bible off the shelf. You know, it's a book that I took with me because... I'd never really read it, but it was like a good luck charm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I pulled off the Bible and I put it on my desk and I went like this, opened the Bible and just pointed there. Which you don't usually recommend. I don't re- recommend, but I read this verse that I've pointed out to you. John 3, 7. Yeah. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born of the spirit. Is that incredible or what? Yeah, that's crazy. So I was like, I went, oh my gosh, what is going on here, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, that kind of just set set in motion just a bunch of circumstances, things that were taking place and so on. And, and the next year I found myself at Long Beach State University and met some people who were, uh, who were Christians and they invited me to, uh, to go hear a guy, a speaker, and that night I gave my heart to Jesus. It was just that simple, really. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how he showed up for you personally and yeah. in your own way. And it's always different for everybody. Right. You know? 
Yeah, that's kind of what we're talking about. Everybody's different yeah. experience with yeah. the same Jesus. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So uh, since then, mm-hmm. how would you how would you describe your life as a Jesus follower? Or um, maybe are there any stories you have about what it is like to follow Jesus throughout your life? Because mm-hmm. we're kind of talking about a lifetime since you right. were 19, 18 mm-hmm. of following Jesus. Mm-hmm. So like, what has that been like? Well, it's been like an adventure. <laughs> it's been exciting to see how he shows up and so on, you know, and he continues to prove that he's really there. It all started with, a, you know, a breeze with leaves and, uh, and I know you're there by what you do. Mm-hmm. And so I remember as just a, a new believer driving my little Volkswagen in Long Beach and, and I look at the gas keys. I'm going to run out of gas. I'm going to run out of gas. I'm gonna run out of gas. I ran out of gas, coasted into the gas station right to the pump. Hmm. And filled it up. And it happened three times. I'm going, what in the world? You should plan better. But I pray. You know, I say, oh, God, help me get the gas station. You know, Mm -hmm. I was a poor college student. (laughs) If I had $10 in my pocket, I felt rich. Right. (laughs) So, of course, gas was only 23 cents a gallon, too. So, anyway. um, (laughs) But uh, just things like that when he shows up, you know. I remember, um, of course, later in life, but... Uh, we were going up skiing one day, and I was sitting in the back seat, and uh, my friends were up front. And we came around a turn, and there was black ice, mm. and the car started going like this. And I thought in my mind, don't step on the brake. And he stepped on the brake, and the car just spun like this. And as I was spinning, I'm looking out the side mirror, and I see the front of a truck coming at us. Mm. I mean, like a Mack truck, you know? Yeah. And I just whew, lay down on the, the seat and just relaxed and thought... I better just relax. <laughs> and I went, well, Lord, here I come. I thought I was dead. Lord, here I come. And somehow that truck missed us. And we wound up in the ditch, you know, hanging off this in the ditch in the snow. And I thought, you know, in the moment I laid down, I went, well, Lord, here I come. I felt this this heat and this peace, hmm. just heat like, through my body and just complete peace. And I just went like this. I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm coming, Lord. <laughs> And it missed us, and we got out, and I'm going, oh, my gosh, holy cow, that was fantastic. What are you talking about, Silva? (laughs) Well, now I know for sure that I know for sure if I die, I'm going to heaven. (laughs) I'm sure of that. That's cool. And, uh, and, you know, it's not just the going to heaven thing. It's, It's just really being able to depend upon the Lord no matter what happens in our lives, Mm -hmm. you know? I remember once you asked me, hmm. Uh, we were in the car. We we're in front of your house. It's now my house. Okay. <laughs> he said, "Dad, I worry about you know if you know if something happens to Liz or something happens to the kids." Oh yeah, remember that? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember what I told you. You said, if I remember right, you said, "Where's that? Who? Who's that fear come from?" I think. Is what yeah. You said. Where, where do you think that fear is coming from? You think it's coming mm-hmm. from God? Right. Well, do you think if something did happen like that, that God would be with you or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the truth. You know, we just know that God is with us no matter what. And I look at what's going on in the, in the world around us and with politics and all of that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to get wrapped up in that stuff yeah. because there's a higher purpose. Yeah. You know, I want to be friends with both sides. Right. <laughs> right. And, and, um, and his purpose is that we glorify him and honor him in everything that we do. And everything that happens, we can depend upon him. Mm. We can trust in him. We don't have to worry. We don't have to get upset. Right. I, I can't imagine living life without him. Yeah, it's kind of purpose and peace. and Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Joy. Right. So is there anything, this kind of answers my next question, that you've no. discovered or enjoyed about following Jesus? Well, the thing I really enjoy is, is recognizing that he's actually in us. Mm. I mean, it's not just a philosophy. It's, um, it's the literal presence of Jesus Christ. Um, he said, um, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, right? He said, um, go therefore into all the world and make disciples and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Uh, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be my witnesses. And it's him empowering us to speak for him mm-hmm. in the presence of others. Hmm. You think of the apostles, you know, they're draw, draw, uh, dragged before the king and so on. And they spoke like with boldness. How'd they do that? Mm-hmm. You know, they did it because Jesus is in them, giving them the words at that moment. And... Um, I think the first time that, I mean, not the first time, but when it really hit me, I've told you the story. Um, I was in Tahoe. I was alone. Mom had gone down to see her mother, I was thinking, in Southern California. And I'm, I'm in the apartment by myself, and I'm looking out the windows. It's a beautiful apartment, you know, with the, the pine trees out there and so mm-hmm. on. And, and, um, and then I start praying and just worshiping God. And somehow something made me ask him, God, do you really love me? Eyes closed. You know, God, do you love me? How can you love me? You know, I was, I was hit by the, the contrast of my sinfulness and his holiness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you just, oh my God, goodness, I'm unclean. Depart from me, Lord, right. you know? <laughs> and uh, so I was in that state and I actually sensed, heard, I know the he, voice of I'm God. Always careful with that too. in me, you know, and he basically said, um, "Do you remember the last time you hugged Rod, my best friend, who was killed in Vietnam?" Mm-hmm. And it was just right around the corner from where I was, right, right in the house, at that yeah. moment. And I said, "Yeah, Lord, I remember." And he said to me, "That was me hugging you." Hmm. What? And he said, "Do you remember the last time you hugged your dad?" And that, had, that was downstairs in the living room, and right. we were upstairs in the, the apartment that we had it on there. And um, I said, yeah, Lord, I remember. He says, that was me hugging you. Hmm. I was blown away, crying, thanking the Lord, joyful, going, oh, my goodness. You mean not? it's not just philosophically that you're in us. You are in me. <laughs> and then I opened my eyes, and the snow was coming down. It was the first snow. Hmm. And... Snowflakes, like this, like half dollar size snowflakes, yeah. just coming like this, no breeze. Some were already sitting on the boughs of the tree outside, and they're coming down like this. And I went, Oh, God, it's so beautiful. And I swear, I heard him say right there, like this, I know, isn't it? It's like, What? Yeah. <laughs> You're enjoying this with me? Yeah. That's cool. And so, that what I've discovered is that he is in us, he's with us, he's in us, and he works through us. Hmm. And so when, when I'm able to love someone I've never met, you know, I'm, I start sharing the gospel with someone I've never met, all of a sudden I have this great love for them. I'm going, that's not my love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's God loving them through me. And so I think of, you know, the, the love passage, love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious, love does not boast, you know, and, and so on. And I go, wait a minute, that's Jesus's love. Mm-hmm. God is love. Mm-hmm. 
And so when I am not envious, when I am kind, when I am patient, when I am, you know, all those attributes become mine because he's living in me. And so I think what, what I've discovered is that, is that um, Christianity is not a matter of um, imitating Jesus. I mean, there's a great book, you know, classic, Im- The Imitation of Christ, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's wonderful. But it's so much more than imitating because if the disciples, all they could have done, if, they, if it was all dependent on them imitating Jesus, none of them would have ever made it. Hmm. Because we're all so self-centered. Mm-hmm. And if it's just about me imitating Jesus, I can't do it. I know I can't do it. It's impossible. I'm just trying to be good. And, yeah. yeah. It's not imitation. It's impartation. Hmm. He imparts his spirit to us. He puts his spirit in us. And when we can submit to that spirit, following Jesus is recognizing the real per, uh, person of Jesus Christ is in me and submitting to that. And so when I can submit to his presence within me, mm-hmm. then I'm living out the characteristics of Christ himself. Hmm. And it's the fruit of the spirit. He said, you put the, his spirit in us. And so the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, self-control. And uh, when I'm experiencing those, even in the midst of trouble or you know, where I should be anxious or whatever, and I'm not, I've got peace, I've got patience, I've got kindness toward others, it's not me, it's Jesus. Hmm. Love that. That's the exciting part of being a Christian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> it's freeing and not oh. like a heavy burden. It's, yeah. yeah. It's not trying to keep the rules because we can't do it. Right. Right? Yeah. If you're not having fun doing it, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> Weird. It's good. <laughs> so since you've been following Jesus so long and you know all this stuff, you have it all figured out, right? <laughs> So are yeah. there are there any questions you still kind of ponder or think about in following Jesus? Um, well, there's a lot of questions like, you know, those crazy questions like, did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, but but um, I think probably recently I just go, since I know all this stuff, Lord, why is it so hard for me to submit? Hmm. Why is it so hard for me to just let go and let you? I know all this stuff, but it's self that comes in, you know? And we just got to keep asking Jesus to make it make the difference. Because so we can't do it ourselves, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I cannot put self aside. I can't not be selfish. But I can ask him for his grace and his empowerment to love others. Right. Put others before myself. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the question that I'm yeah. would be dealing with now. Like putting it. I mean, I got the answer, but I Right. But, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's because we're so doggone self-centered. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's good to know that even you don't have it all figured out. Yeah, well. <laughs> you're just discovering that. Well, yeah. I'm sure you're not. <laughs> no, but you know, I have to pretend sometimes for <laughs> okay, so the the big question of this series, and we're going to interview some other people uh, in the in the coming weeks. Okay, but the big question is, why do you still believe? So that's why you believed what you've experienced yeah. believing. But the age you're at, the mm-hmm. world we live in, all the information mm-hmm. we have, all of it. Why sure. do you still believe? Um, 
Because it's the best possible way to live. Hmm. There is no other, there's no philosophy in the world that will help us overcome the, um, the turmoil, the angst, the divisions. Um, he gives me peace no matter what situation I'm facing. He gives me hope. You know, it's more than just a word. Mm-hmm. He actually places it in us, his hope. He, he never, he never um, worried about what was happening even when he was going to be crucified. You know, he went because he had a purpose. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was just following the purpose of his father. And that's what we're, we're given. We're given that purpose. And no matter what happens, no matter what storms come or whatever, if it's a sunny day or it's a, or it's a stormy day, mm-hmm. uh, we still have the same purpose. And that is to glorify God in every situation, to trust him, to lean on him, to depend on him. And it's not just trusting him for the future. It's trusting him now for the moment. That's, that's in fact, if you say, um, what is, uh, what is your goal? What are your goals? What do you, well, you know, we have goals out in the future and that's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to, we should attain, aspire to things, but God's goal for us is to trust him now, mm-hmm. not, not prepare to trust him tomorrow. Trust him right now, right in the midst of the things that are happening in your life. And so the, the ability to do that, um, because of the presence of Christ in me, I can just rest and relax in him. That's, I would never give that up. Hmm. And I would never deny my Lord. You know, Mm -hmm. I know that he's God. I've seen what he's done in my life. And I I would, you know, if they came and said, deny Christ or I'll shoot you, I'd say, shoot. (laughs) I'm on my way to heaven. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, I already have that relationship. (laughs) So after a life of following Jesus, Hmm. was it, is it worth it? Yeah, of course it's worth it. It's worth everything we go through. Um, and I see you. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, your brothers. I see our grandkids. I see our family. What God has done, the, the way he's blessed us, it's incredible. And um, no matter what we go through. And, and like I said, you know, I mean, everything is wonderful. And even if we go through something that's difficult, God will get us through it. Hmm. And so we just trust him. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing mm-hmm. why you still believe. Yeah. Appreciate it. See you tomorrow. You had one more question, which I thought was really good. Oh. I do? Yeah, what would you say to anyone? Oh. (laughs) That's a good one. Father. (laughs) What would you, what would, this is just off the top of my head. Mm. What would you say to anyone exploring Jesus right now? I'd say, um, if you're exploring Jesus, don't just see him as a religious leader. Mm. Don't just try to emulate him, because it won't work. You'll get frustrated, you'll give up. I was talking to a pastor last week who has made this discovery since I first met him. Mm-hmm. I'd sit in his sit and listen to his messages, and he would, and no matter what the message was, he would end it with, now be good, now be like Jesus, now try harder, be a good Christian. And I go, oh my goodness, he's missing it. Because, like I said, it's not imitation, it's mm-hmm. impartation. And so I would say. Um, see Jesus as uh, a real person, the God of the universe who wants to live in you and respond to his invitation. His invitation is basically, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come into him 
and live with him, dine with him and he with me. And that's having Christ impart his spirit into you. And so I would just encourage them to, to talk to him and say, God, if you're real, uh, come into my life. That's what I did 1969 mm -hmm. and I've never regretted it. Thank you for watching this content put out by Cross Creek Community Church. We are a church in Salem. We are for Salem. And we're really looking forward to the rest of this series. Uh, we thank you, Ken Silva, for allowing us to interview you. We have a couple more interviews coming up on in the Why I Still Believe series. So make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Or if you're a YouTube watcher, hit that notification bell. We have a couple events coming up in August. Two church services on August 14th and 28th. Those will be at 4.30 in the afternoon on Sundays. Uh, 525 Ottawa Drive at Gateway Foursquare Church. We're also handing out ice cream at West Bennett Park on August 21st from 3 to 5 p.m. So make sure you check out social media or email the church if you're interested in helping out with that. But really, anyone is welcome. Come hang out at West Bennett Park, shoot hoops, play on the play structure, there's a splash pad, and bring your picnic chairs and we'll be there. Free ice cream for everyone. We hope to see you soon at an in-person event. In the meantime, let us know you're watching by filling out the welcome form or sending us an email. Have a great week.